Hey guys, David here, and just before the episode begins, I want to give a quick shout out to Manscaped for supporting this episode of 64 A Chess Podcast. Manscaped is the best in men's below the waist grooming. You can join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 64squares, that's 64squares at manscaped.com. So 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 64squares at manscaped.com. And I want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring this podcast. They actually sent me their performance package 4.0. Uh, as a courtesy so I can try out the products before doing this ad read and uh, it comes with the lawnmower 4.0 which is a trimmer weed whacker which is ear and nose hair trimmer Um, they gave me these two things called crop preserver and crop reviver which is for grooming below the waist Um, they also this comes with uh, for free also performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold everything I tried all these products I was amazed by how effective they were how easy they were to use the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof and has a 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. And um, yeah, I really was surprised by how effective and, and easy it was to use these to kind of groom my my body. So I was really impressed. And uh, if you are interested in uh, buying some grooming products, check out manscaped.com. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code 64 squares. Once again, Manscaped, thank you so much for sponsoring the podcast and let's get right into this episode. Welcome back to 64, a chess podcast. I'm your host, David, coming live from New York City, back for holidays. And uh, joining me on the podcast is an old friend. Uh, we did commentary over the summer for uh, Dina Belancaya's Olympiad journey. Please welcome to the show, Christina Santivarga. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Thank you so much. Last time we did this, I was waking up at, uh, I think I woke up at like 4 a.m. or 4.30 a.m. So we could cover the, uh, we covered one of Nina's games. A lot of fun. Yes. And uh, you're a streamer, commentator, coach. And how do you balance it all uh, together? How do you balance your schedule together? Um, Well, actually, since I'm a full-time streamer and full-time coach, it's not that hard because uh yeah that, that's what i do full time and um and uh, well it's not that hard to find time although it, it can get a little bit uh, exhausting and uh but having a lot of students in, in one day uh can be tiring and uh, not so well balanced but uh, otherwise it's it's good now, did you do uh, more commentary since our uh, commentary game? No, no, actually, that was my first and the only one. Oh, well, there you go. For some reason, I for some reason I thought you did more uh, more commentary. Um, well, there you go. So, I mean, it, the commentary never get better than than what we did. We were the the best duo ever, I think. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was also it's my first time doing commentary too, and. Uh, wasn't sure if I'd be up to it because you know I'm not such a not such a great chess player, but uh, I think it was I think it was fun. Had some people uh, chatting with us. And that was also I, I've never like I've never like participated in a stream like a big stream before. So it is kind of like weird when you have like a lot of people chatting at you. You don't know how. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's true. And did you have any other streams um, later? Any other commentaries? That was the one I did with you. Is my last one um for dina um uh, and shout out dina by the way i did an episode with her and i hope to get her back dina's dina's awesome um big fan but um i've streamed a little bit this uh yeah i've streamed a little bit this summer i guess now technically it's fall 
in America, but I have, yeah, I did stream a little bit. Um, and it's interesting for sure. It's very, it's very weird. Like, because I'm such a small streamer, like if I'm just playing chess, I just feel like I'm talking to myself and then I'll look out of nowhere and I have like a 10 minute period with like five viewers and a couple of people chatting and I'm just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, the feeling. Yeah, I mean, um, when did you when did you start streaming? I started streaming in um, in um, twenty twenty one January, I think January, I think. So, mm, yeah, but that's how <laughs> that's that's when actually. Yeah, so you haven't been streaming for too long, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, only well a little bit more than a year and a half. Right. Now we'll get back to the the stream. There's something that I remember we talked about on the podcast that I wanted to actually uh, I wanted you to share with the podcast, which is you were a Erasmus Mundus scholar, uh, right? Yes. Uh, what I used to be. <laughs> yeah, you were. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were. You were Erasmus yes, Mundus yes, scholar. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, you explained to me um, on the stream that you did some sort of chess project for Erasmus Mundus. Um, right. Well, it was actually my thesis, and um, but uh, the main idea was uh, was based on a, another questionnaire. Basically, it was uh, actually the the purpose was to have a, a sport psychologist who who have different um, uh, players. You know, basketball, football, chess, even. And uh, not everyone are familiar with uh, with chess. You know, you go to a sport, a sport psychologist and, and they don't know what you are talking about, uh, that it's not so great. So basically my um, my contribution to this uh, was that I uh, have them by questioning the um, strong players in Hungary actually, because it was uh, for hanging and sport psychologist and uh, well I, I interviewed a few few strong people from, from Hungary both women and, and men and uh, well we had a it, it was a it was an interview where, where I had my own questions uh, before but also it was uh, um, also free we don't we didn't only go by the, the questions only so they could share more uh, about what is important in chess, what uh, um, what what they need, what someone needs to become a good player in chess, and um, and uh, yeah, basically we were talking about this and and how they uh, practice, how they they uh, do the work and psychological work also when it comes to chess tournaments. So basically, I had uh, six people. Uh, I I think if I remember the number, well, I also had a few coaches, and uh, yeah, we we were basically talking about this. And in the end, um, so I collected what they said and I put it in a in this questionnaire that I had before, which is for basically for every kind of sport. You know how you can uh, block the the environment out, uh, or how value can focus this is general in every sport i believe so there was this general questionnaire and then also i added a few chess related things 
as well. And uh, I gave it to the general public to decide what they think is very important in, in chess, uh, what um, uh, psychological trait or, or uh, skill uh, you need to become a good chess player. So that was basically it. Did that, um, that thesis kind of impact the way you approach chess afterwards? say that because even before I, I had this uh, view of chess, a, a very psychological view of chess, I know Fisher said um, chess is chess, there is no psychology in it. Uh, I don't exactly remember the quote, but uh, I think it's, uh, I, don't, I don't, yeah, I don't believe in psychology. I believe in good moves, right? Something yes, like that. yes, yes. Something like that, indeed. Well, yes, uh, well, I'm a psychologist, you know, I have a psychology degree, so I, I do believe uh, uh, chess is affected uh, by psychology, our, our mental state also, because um, uh, it would be really hard to convince me that it's not like that. I mean, imagine you, you're, uh, you had a bad day and you have to play chess, mm, it will affect you in a way, or um, yeah, yeah. These things, or how good your stamina is, or your memory, even the memory. Imagine the theoretical lines you have, we all have to remember when it comes to openings. If your memory is not good, <laughs> then it's really hard. And that, that is also psychology. So, and well, the list could, list could go on. Yeah. Now, I mean, I actually am wondering now uh, two things. First of all, I know that you're a coach um, and you coach a lot of students online. Presumably a lot of your students are playing online. Uh, what are your thoughts on like using chess psychology online? Because I find it considerably harder to, you know, engage in psychological warfare online where you don't see your opponent and you can't really chat with your opponent. You can't give those like subliminal messages that you can over the board. And then the second thing I'm wondering is, you know, for a lot of my listeners have actually told me that they want me to talk a bit more about chess improvement. So one thing I want to ask you is, um, what's one psychological trick that uh, you recommend, like you try to teach people to use over the chessboard? Um, well, maybe one thing uh, is, um, well, it, it, uh, I, I read the opposite of this advice as well, um, but uh, well, what I normally tell my students is that in the beginning, when especially when they are beginners or not, they are not playing on international tournaments and uh, they are not on the master level yet, that they don't base their moves on what the opponent, who the opponent is. So they don't. Uh, mm, they, they, they shouldn't be more likely to uh, sacrifice or just uh, be shallow in their in their calculation just because they are playing the lower rated or they shouldn't be scared and not to play a move that uh, actually could be good and interesting against the higher rated because oh no for sure they see what uh, what I'm planning here. Uh, of course, on, on higher level, um, you, you can base your, your moves on who your opponent is, but in a different level, like, uh, you know, your opponent is uh, is uh, bad or well, uh, worse uh, 
a little bit in in uh, let's say strategic compositions and and you try to play some strategical chess then yes but uh, the move itself i think shouldn't be based on on uh, who your opponent is uh, and it's you know and i i think it's this advice can be applied in online chess also because you do see your opponent's rating what if they are tied to it um, and same thing for over the court uh, matches. So that is that is one thing. Yeah, I know. I think that is. I think that's very good advice, and it's. I think that's something that helps people basically at all levels. Because I know, if I'm like playing online in like some arena or something, and I see that I'm playing someone who's like fifteen hundred. I mean, the amount of times that I've lost to um, Lula Robs. The streamer who's um yes. yeah i think she's like 1600 and i'm like 300 400 rating points higher than her on depending on the day the amount of times that i've lost to her in her arena is like crazy because you know she, she's very good and you know if you just say oh well whatever i'm much higher rated let me play like an idiot well you play like an idiot and lose and that's that's been my experience basically so um yeah i, I think that's i think that's fantastic advice uh regarding coaching as well are you still like taking students yes yes i do i assume you have like a lead chess like dot com slash coach link or something or on chess.com uh yes yes both <laughs> yeah that's good so maybe i have some listeners uh who uh who might be interested in some lessons i can check out uh you i'll put your links uh below for them Thank to check you. out yeah that was my pleasure um talking talking a bit more about uh about streaming what uh what what do you enjoy the most about streaming right now well the community definitely and um that's that they are there uh supportive and uh but also that um i i try to challenge my creativity with streaming so i try to find different uh things in and what I could stream actually, and I also like to find educational content on my stream uh, to show my students either psychologically. We also had a few just psychology sessions on on stream, and well, also just uh, strategy, uh, just uh, strategy puzzles, and yeah, end games also, and and I I love this because I I love to see. How many people are are grateful for this and they are there wanting to improve and they are actually quite happy that uh, i'm doing this for them but this is probably what keeps me keeps me going <laughs> oh, nice yeah no it's um i also i'm thinking now have you ever read um books by jonathan rawson Mm, I think not. I think not. Like you think um, it's just like a zebra and seven deadly chess sins? Um. Yes. Yes. Uh, but I haven't read the full book. I just read the chapters from it or discussed it with my my uh, past coach, uh, previous coach. And uh, but but I actually never really uh, read them in in whole. Sadly. Gotcha. Yeah, I haven't read them in whole either. Um. But they are they are fun because it is also that blend of like psychology and, and chess, which I think is a lot of fun to read. Um, yeah, do you have a coach now? Uh, no, 
No, I, I used to have one a few years ago, but sadly he became sick and uh, oh. he wasn't able to coach me more. Yes. So. Sorry to hear that. Thank you. And uh, uh, since, since then, I was a little bit too proud to pick someone else because uh, I really liked him. And, you know, it's hard when you like your coach and then you have to find a new one. Mm -hmm. and your expectations are very high. <laughs> right. Uh, do you still play like actively in tournaments a lot? Not a lot, but I do. Mm -hmm. I had a tournament this summer in July. And um, I'm not sure when my next uh, over the board tournament will be, but I will be playing in the Hungarian team championship. So uh, that that will be like once in every two weeks, one game every two weeks or so. So that is something that I look forward to. Yeah, it'll be fun. Team events are fun too. We I think we 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 talked about uh psychology of team events too on the on the commentary. And that was it is yes. interesting how like whole dynamic changes how like how those ways in which drawn positions become uh so much more interesting or exciting depending on uh like what yes. the circumstances are. I don't know, it's it is cool. Um, where were you playing your, your last over the war tournament? In Greece. Um, oh. it, it was for a tournament, uh, international uh, tournament or something. Yeah. Gotcha. That's, that's a lot of fun. How do you do? Um, well, not that bad, but it wasn't the greatest event of my life either. Um, Mm, you know, the problem was that it was a Swiss tournament, of course, and uh, the rating range was huge. So there were um, 600, uh, 600, uh, 1600 rated uh, people to uh, like, I think 2600. Wow. Even. And I was kind of in the middle with my 2100 rating points. And, you know, if I, in the first round, I played someone low rated. And then the next one, I played a super high rated. And then I lost and I went back to very low rated and then again, very high rated. And it was a roller coaster and, and it's, it's hard, you know. Yeah, how do you stay stable like throughout an event like that? Um, well, I, I tried to focus on, on that current game. That was uh, going on, and I tried to not think about the, the future or who I will be playing with in the next round. Um, the first step is always your next game. And uh, when that happens, uh, there is no previous game, there is no future game, just only the game. <laughs> and uh, that's that's how I, I actually try to um, be, be stable there and, and not to lose against any low rated people and actually in that I succeeded although that's that's the sad part uh, I did not uh, succeed against higher rated people so um, I, it was hard to decide yeah but then I so did you finish on basically like an even score mm, I I think yes <laughs> but it was a long time ago yeah <laughs> it was in July right yes 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 um yeah I, I think I did I did did you uh, did you get to enjoy uh, Greece at all? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Well, I'm I'm still in Greece. 
Uh, oh, I'm, nice. I've, in, <laughs> I've increased in the summers. Oh, that's great. So, and in the in the winter time, I go back to uh, to Hungary. Actually, very soon in two weeks. Do you already consider two weeks winter time? Um. Well, in Greece, it's kind of winter time because right. <laughs> because there are no tourists anymore. It's not so warm to swim in the sea anymore so there is nothing to do i got a little depressed when you said that uh that it's winter time i didn't want to really think about it <laughs> <laughs> but i do feel it like you do definitely feel it even here like it was like i guess in celsius it was like high 30s celsius like until a few days ago and now it's like brr, out of nowhere yes. it's like yes. just dropped plummeted it's so weird so weird yes. um but you know what that means. I mean, when it gets uh, when it gets colder, it means you gotta sit sit down, bundle up, and uh, study your chess. Yes. Yeah. I guess. Um. What do you what do you, what's some advice you would give generally to a uh, imp, like an improving chess player? Um, I one thing I would say is uh, consistency matters. So they don't just. Mm, study chess uh, I don't know out of nowhere six hours a day and then in the next day they get tired and not even one minute uh, and then I don't know they get bored for the whole week and they don't study again I that sounds say... like me <laughs> yes I, I can relate to that me too <laughs> yeah yes so that, that is one thing I normally tell my students to try to play a little chess every day, even if it's just five minutes, just for the psychological uh, part, you know, at least I did something today, even if it was five minutes, it's something, because I feel like, you know, if you, if you decide to uh, study chess two hours next, next day, and you see you only have 45 minutes, I don't know, I tend to say that, ah, oh, then I don't even study chess because I have only 45 minutes. Screw it. Uh, it's, it is not worth it anymore. So, um, but I, I would still say that's 45 minutes practice, even though it's not two hours like, uh, like we planned. And um, um, well, another thing I would say is... Uh, um that they don't get discouraged by by uh, not being great immediately because it doesn't happen overnight in my opinion it, it's a it's a very long process actually and uh, yeah it, it happens that you study chess and and practice a lot and you have terrible results but that doesn't mean you are not talented doesn't mean you are not uh, good at this game and you should just quit that's just part of the process to to fail you know and let's accept that i also like genuine i genuinely wonder how many like even top level chess players like feel like great chess players like psychologically i'm sure they know that but I, I've been playing for a long. I even I've I've well exceeded where I wanted to be as a chess player, and I still don't feel happy about where it is. <laughs> so it's a little, it's a little tough. Yes, and let me tell you something actually uh, about my thesis. Um, when when I interviewed people, I interviewed a grandmaster who is actually, um, well, I don't want to give names, 
because I can't, uh, but uh, a very strong Hungarian uh, player and a coach as well. And he said the first thing to succeed in chess is that you have to believe you are the best in this game uh, and, and be very confident. Because, you know, if, if you think that, um, oh no, I'm, I'm terrible at this game, um, I, I can't do it, he's so much better than me, then it will affect your, your gameplay. But if you are there, very confident, and no one can destroy you, then, you know, you can also say your moves a little bit that way. Uh, it's actually a psychological trick. trick. Uh, I don't know if you have seen people uh, over the court, they play a very bad move very confidently, and the opponent is like, oh no, what's going on now? Is it a good move? But, oh no, maybe there is something. I'm usually um, that guy also at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or even what I can do sometimes, I say, okay, I don't want to be super confident, so I'll just play bad moves without the confidence. It's also <laughs> another thing I can do. But it, it is a little harder to do that online. And, uh, well, considerably harder. But I, I have found there are ways, like the main psychological thing I do to people online is just I play very weird opening lines sometimes. Um, and especially if it's like some of these, like some of these kinds of events where for example, if I'm playing, if I, let's say I know I'm playing somebody like in December, I played someone from chess Twitter. I played them at blitz and, uh, I had time to like prepare a line and everything It had time to prepare opening. And so I prepared some like weird Carl Kahn side line at the time. Unfortunately for me, he knew the whole theory of it. And that kind of was, uh, was, uh, was not, not too fun. And I think I lost like a score of like seven to one and we played like 20 games. So I think the final score was like 20 to three or something. It was like terrible, absolutely terrible. Oh. But uh, like you know, it's the confidence there that I thought I could uh, could do good, and no, um, <laughs> didn't really work out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that there are these like little, there are these little tricks that you could still do online. It's not as easy as you know. One thing I like to do uh, when I'm playing over the board is once a bishop gets traded off, I like to kind of flip my bishop like this in my opponent, like over not over the board because that's a little too much, but kind of like. I like to flip it around. It's kind of, and I, I don't know. I, I saw some videos of like Hikaru and some others saying that like the twirling is really annoying. So I do it now because I think it's good to be a little annoying. <laughs> is that bad That's... sportsmanship? I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my, I think there is a, uh, there is a what, what's the right word? Um, line uh where it's it is and there is a line when it's it's not so interesting uh, yeah I, I don't know i i don't know I, I maybe it is a little ethical actually now I think <laughs> now i made you feel bad <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe i mean you know some people shake and kind of like they they, they there i remember the the first or second or i think it's the second over the board tournament i ever played I played a kid who was like five or six years old and he was like talking smack to me. Like he was saying, oh, that's a bad move or something. Because <laughs> I think I had like, you know, there's like that classic like blunder where your opponent takes on G2 or G7 and you lose your rook. So I like, I fell for that because I was like really, really bad at chess. I was like just getting started basically. So I fell for that on like move five and then I ended up winning anyway, like down a rook. 
but like when he took my rook he basically was saying stuff like oh that's such a bad move that's so bad that's so bad and he was like talking smack and then uh actually he like refused to resign he had like like 20 minutes left on his clock and he refused to resign so i just waited i waited until like i had like five seconds left and then gave checkmate like that maybe wasn't too nice but uh but um yeah he was talking a lot, talking a lot of smack so i mean it could be worse is my point than Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, definitely. And also, if you are if you are a chess player and you want to be a good chess player, you have to have a good response to these uh, these uh, little tricks, you know. Because it, it I wouldn't say it's unethical uh, completely, but uh, there are these tricks, yeah. And and uh, you also have to react well to these if you want to be a good chess player. And uh, actually, I also have a story, a similar one. Um, well, not so similar, but um, I was playing on the Blitz and Rapid European Chess Championship uh, last year, and it wasn't going so bad. There were a lot of underrated kids there, and I played against a kid. Um, I think it was the, maybe in the middle of the tournament or something, and uh, I blundered the piece in the very beginning. And he got so happy. You could see his body language uh, uh, lit up and, and uh, his eyes was really um, uh, sparkling. You know, yes, I will win this. You could see how confident he was. And even the way he made, made the moves, that, you know, that's another thing that you don't see online, but over the board, it's, it's so funny to see how people make their moves. And he was really confident about it. So I looked at him and he basically had this very confident look, like uh, when we resign Fuji finally, it, it's uh, time to resign, let's go next game instead. And I looked at him and I said, okay, this kid is way too confident. I'm going to teach him a lesson. So I kept fighting and he was way too confident. He thought everything is possible on the game, uh, on, on that position. And in the end, he, he blundered the rook. I blundered the piece before, uh, a minor piece, and he blundered the rook. And uh, well, uh, it, it was so funny to see the, the way his body language changed. And uh, from very confident, became very annoyed. <laughs> and, and you see, psychology also comes in here. Is uh, the way the way we treat our games, and I know I said uh, before that uh, one of my grandmaster uh, interview um, interviewed uh, one of my uh, grandmasters I talked to. He said uh, confidence is everything uh, until a certain point, yes, but uh, you know there is a line where you are confident and where you are arrogant, and um, yeah, probably it's it's hard to find that line. It's a very fine line. I completely agree. And actually, on that note about, you know, like losing a piece, um, I do have two thoughts about that because I have noticed a lot of times if I'm playing online, let's say I'm playing some like training game or rapid game, and I I could just like blunder a central pawn at the opening. And I actually find I win the I will win those games sometimes way quicker than like a clean, normal, like well played game. Because there is something about your opponent like winning or like even two pawns sometimes or even a piece so like i one thing i stopped doing this year which i was doing a lot was like resigning if i like hunger rook or even my queen like if i had any sort of compensation i would just play 
sometimes it's really out, but I, there is something to that. Like people think like, oh, I'm winning now. And it, I've been on the, I've been on the end of this. I, I would say I'm mostly on the end of this. Something I really struggle with as a chess player where like, I'll have the bar up like this for 30 moves. And I just think I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning. And then one move advantage slips away. And then another move, I, I, I blunder a piece. This is like what I did all day at the airport yesterday, actually. I lost like every game. I almost beat a national master. And it was like, it's just stuff like this. Like, I think every game I lost yesterday, huge advantage, blunder advantage, blunder a piece. So there's, the, that's like, I get, think I need something I need to work on, like mentally. It's like not letting go just because or not like getting too comfortable, but that's like the mix of that stuff too, like being overconfident and, and, uh, yes, yes. Um, yes, indeed. Mm, it's, it's a tough question because, um, yeah, there, there's that fine line that you can be overconfident and, and just normal, normally confident. So for example, maybe the difference I see is that uh instead of believing that you are you are winning for sure it's good to acknowledge that you have a better position and it's good to believe in your plans so probably that's what i would say that you believe in your plans more and you don't believe for example in your your opponent's failure if that makes sense like oh he's a 1500 rated he will uh, for sure do some stupid mistake so not you are not confident this way, but you're confident in a way. Yes, I I know this opening very well, more than him. Um, or well, that you don't necessarily put there more than him, but uh, like you believe in your your own skills that yes, I can actually uh, win this or uh, or actually get out of it. And I'm a swindler myself. I uh, I uh, blundered many things in the beginning, and I also noticed what you were saying. Yes, it's on purpose. It's on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Right. <laughs> That's actually the other like what what shocked me. Like Hikaru Nakamura did this like queen sacrifice speed run, and in my head I was like, okay, he's not getting past like nineteen hundred, two thousand. That's great. And he got up like he got, he got like I think he got past like twenty five hundred. Like wow. That's that to me is just the first of all that, that anybody can like you know play like with some sort of queen odds or like it's queen for a piece or whatever and and still make it past 2500 I mean that's like a level I will never reach like with my queen <laughs> so that's just like completely insane to me but I think it also says like a lot about you know in theory uh material like release and everything like you you really can you can you could find good moves and find a way to create pressure even if you're down a piece or whatever so never resign that's like what that's really the yes that's something that i like really changed this year that i, I like i would always resign early and i've like i will never resign like never I wait for stalemate wait for anything like it just yeah good stuff yes yes uh well that's a very good advice also never resign um or if I, I personally only resign if i see zero counterplay if i see the slightest it can be this it can be a very small counterplay but if i if i think it can it can be good um then then i still play and and you know maybe 80 percent of the time you will lose but then there is a 20% where you will win. But if you would have resigned before, right. that's a 0%. Right? I do think, yeah, 100%. But I do think, like, for some people, it's, like, 
oh, well, I don't want to win like that. Like, it's not like a good win. Like, when I'm more skilled, I will win these kinds of games that I lost. But for me, I just want to win games. I don't care. I, I, I don't care how I win a game. I don't care if it's a dirty trick. I don't care if it's a swindle. It'd be nice to win a pretty, you know, game that could go in a book kind of thing. Like, I'm still waiting for that kind of game. But until then, I mean, I just like to win. So, you know, I, I will win however I need to win. Yes, yes. Except I, cheating. I That's not what I meant. Of, of course. I, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Uh, of course. Um, and actually, uh, it's it's funny because it, on based on my experience, uh, there are so many people who get really mad if you swindle. Like, uh, like they think chess is all about getting to a winning position and then that's it. You should resign. Why didn't you resign? Well, uh, sorry to burst anyone's bubble, but you also have to know how to win with one positions. Chess is also about that. Or if there is a dead draw position uh, and you, you can finally, and, and you manage to win it and your opponent is like, come on, I offered draw and, and you didn't even accept it. It was that draw. It is, it is a theoretical draw. Yes. Did you draw it? No. What are no. we talking about? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not. That's not how. That's not how. Or like when you win the queen, it's like okay, that's it. I win the game. That's it. You're resigned. You know. That. That's just yes. not how. Actually, it's funny because this basically. So I flew home to New York yesterday, and um, so I, I was in the airport losing a bunch of games. Like I think I lost like eight or nine games in a row in the airport, and I was like, okay, whatever. I get to the plane, I sit down. And I pull out chess.com on my phone, I get into another game, and then someone sits next to me who's actually a chess fan. Uh, so he's like 1,200, 1,300, I don't remember exactly what. But he he sits next to me, he asks me at some point, are you winning? And I'm like, oh yeah, completely winning position, man. Like, I ain't even worried. And then sure enough, like, sure enough, unprompted, blunder a piece, it's back to completely even. And then I, I'm just like, he's asked me some questions about my chess, and meanwhile, like, I'm kind of like on my phone, just like, giving like two word answers because i'm like so focused on trying to win this game because like yeah and then also the plane was like started moving so i you know they said like you have to turn it off so i was like under a lot of pressure like finish this game uh and i finished it thankfully i won the game and it was like uh, but but man i mean I, th that that's like the way you said it is exactly what i remember yesterday when i told this guy like oh i'm completely winning here i'm not even worried and then immediately like immediately like 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 clockwork like blundered butter at night or something it's so funny yes yes and uh, well, actually, um, another advice, uh, you know, a game is not over until it's over. So just because in, in your, if you are in a winning position or in a drawish position, there is no guarantee it will stay like that. Same thing if you are losing. Uh, that, that, is, that is the mentality I adapted uh, uh, through the years uh, that uh, even if I am losing, I, I, you know, I'm not good at uh, openings. So... I, I am used to being in a worse position after the opening, so I don't mind. I mean, I do mind it, but <laughs> but I learned to I learned to play with it, and uh, the um it's it's just strange to see sometimes uh, seeing other players who get in a worse position and they get so tilted immediately, like okay, I resign. There is nothing to do do here. You you have to respect your opponent, but not this much. Uh, so. Uh, if you get if you get what I mean, I never respect my opponents, <laughs> and that is why I fail. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? Um, yeah, I actually last thing I wanted to ask you, like throughout this whole discussion, I actually am wondering, like, what do you do for your own like chess improvement? 
well, actually, um, funny thing is, I thought streaming wouldn't have that much with my chest, but it does right now because uh, I saw a lot of puzzles on stream. And uh, also, whenever I, I prepare educational content, it's also, I, I review it also. So it's actually, maybe I was doing those things unconsciously, but um, now, now they are more conscious, like how to make plans and, and, and so. And but the other thing I do nowadays um, as well, I, I do puzzles also off the stream. And actually, I use uh, chess mode mostly uh, that, that helps me. Uh, there are great videos there, and, and I really love watching those. And uh, well, sometimes also chessable that uh, helps also. Um, so normally these these things and well if uh, if uh, I played a nice game and I'm really interested in uh, what was going on or what went wrong then I I also analyze it. Do you think that uh, that um, like improving players should analyze every game? Because this is something that I was told actually. Mm -hmm. Um. Well. It depends. If it's a bullet game, don't analyze it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I personally think that, but you can you can analyze blitz games to a level, but I think also blitz games are a little bit too fast games to analyze. Yes. No, I was gonna say I think blitz is I I think blitz is good for analyzing openings. Um, like practicing opening, I should say. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Well, uh, for opening practice, for sure. But um, I also believe that you, because because of the short time control, you don't really have time to show your skills, and you are more likely to blunder things. And uh, well, that doesn't necessarily show your skills. Probably it's it shows if if you if you put your knowledge into your intuition already. Um, it, it was uh, weird to say it that way, but you know, I, I believe that you have your intuition and it can also improve by time, by the things you learn. So obviously if you start learning chess, uh, your intuition will become better. And in bullets games, you will also become better because it will be much faster and, and easier to, to make decisions. And, um, Mm, that's that's why I um, I uh, think, but in, intuition is is harder to improve. I guess it comes with with um, with just yeah, improvement. Intuition is is very difficult. I don't think there's any one way. I, 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 a lot of it, I think, is just the like playing a lot of chess and seeing a lot of different patterns. Yes, yes, true. Yes. So back to back to your question. Um, I personally don't analyze every game of mine, only the only the long ones, the classical games I play. And well, if I played more rapid games, probably I would analyze those because those are something that show more information about my knowledge personally. Um, so therefore, I like to analyze those more because in a blitz game, I can say, ah, I just blundered it because of time control. And, um, maybe that doesn't show what I really know. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Um, well, last thing I want to ask you, where can my uh, followers uh, hear more from you? Um, well, on my stream, definitely. So it's uh, twitch.tv slash Sifru, S-C-E-F-R-U. Yes. And you also yes. have, uh, you have Instagram and uh, Twitter and all those, which I'll link below. Mm -hmm. yes, uh, yes. Well, this was a lot of fun. It's very nice to catch up. I'm sure we'll do it again. And uh, I guess I'll see you on your stream. And uh, best of luck with everything. And best of luck with traveling home. And uh, enjoy the, uh, the last few weeks of the summer. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for yeah. inviting me. Yeah, of course, anytime. It's my pleasure. Good luck for you too. So uh, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of uh, 64 Chess Podcast. If you like what you heard, uh, please leave a review either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. I want to thank uh, Chessable for sponsoring the podcast. As always, you can use code. Uh, well, actually, you can uh, check out my favorite Chessable courses at chessable.com slash 64 podcast. So thanks very much, and I'll see you guys next week. Take it easy.